Am I not the flyest? Most spectacular host Raw has ever had. I mean, look at me. I am Raw. Matter of fact, I'm so raw, you might catch food poisoning standing next to You know what I'm saying? And how good is this show going? You see the matches I made? Oh, the best. I told y'all. This show is gonna be A-list from the top to the bottom. Straight Everything. Right. Where is he? Where is he? Hi, I'm Santino Morel. Where is he? Where is who? Where's the 18? There's no 18. It's the A-list. David Otunga, all around you. I thought Mr. T was going to be here. No, Mr. T's not here. I'm the vice president of the 18 fan club, so this is important no, for me. Yeah, yeah. I pity the fool who tells me Mr. T's not going to be here tonight. <laughs>
any idea. When it happened, I was just like, some random guy. <laughs> just David Arquette, our <laughs> title? Did we just WCW this? I'm not a fan of WCW, and I don't care what anyone tries to tell me. I still hate WCW. Ooh, the NWL, suck it. It, it was a David Arquette knockoff that just won yeah. the title, yet no one even knows who this guy is. <laughs> the crowd went nuts, which was awesome. I think they were in Italy for this. After this, I think he only kept it for maybe a month and then lost it. So it, it wasn't very much uh, a long run. And they kind of like the next week, the rabbit was kind of out of the hat. Like this was somebody who had signed on. He was now going to be uh, wrestling and, and he kind of stayed on. And his character definitely changed from just being some random guy to this comedic role uh, that he had. Uh, well, he ended up doing this open challenge one night in 2008 uh, where uh, Beth Phoenix actually came out, answered his challenge and actually beat him. Uh, this became some kind of weird like, parried themselves as like this power couple and called themselves the Glamorella. This was meh. Next to 2009 in the Royal Rumble, Morella entered at number 28. He was eliminated by Kane uh, with the record of 1.9 seconds. I, I really enjoyed that. I thought he was pretty funny doing that. If you really think about the fastest elimination, everyone always goes to Santino. Right. Now, people think, oh, that's kind of disrespectful. Not really. Like, he gets airtime all the time. He was mostly there for the laughs, and, and that's what he brought. Uh, being eliminated like that, then saying he wasn't ready, was comedic gold in the wrestling sense. Uh, I, I absolutely loved it. Uh, him doing the thing with Beth Phoenix, it was so-so. There was some ups and downs to it. I think there was also a time that he actually dressed up as a woman and won the uh, the Battle Royal. I think that they did at WrestleMania 25. He just did things like that that were just uh, comical, which was great. I didn't even know this guy was still around. I thought he had already retired from the WWE. Right? Here's what Santino did. He came. That's what she said. <laughs> he got a title. Right. He dressed up as a woman to win another title. Do you remember that? Yes. He also had one of the best comedic bits with him and Kozlov against Seamus. That was cool. He had the Cobros with the Zack Ryder. That was short-lived. He also ruined Emma. <laughs> In not that kind of way. He had the sexual ra- Brandon. Wow. We have 16-year-olds listening to this. We don't know that. Can we card listeners? I don't want to card listeners. Well, just to make sure it's legal. Don't, don't turn it off. It's like a rated R movie. What's next for Santino? He does a lot of MMA stuff. He's always talking that, so I don't know if he's ever going to, like, branch into that, but Santino, the Cobra will not work as well as it did in the WWE and mixed martial arts. You're here for a reason, because you're the worst three of the bunch right now. You're either going to get tough, or you're going to get going. Ariane, what does this opportunity here at Tough Enough mean to you? This opportunity means everything to me. Sorry. I know that I have no experience, and it makes me the underdog, but I know if you can just give me the opportunity, I can show you. Weren't you running the ropes today, and your pants were falling down, and you kept adjusting them? I was wrestling in South Africa against Yokozuna, 700-pound savage. He picks me up, slams me in the middle of the ring, I my pants. I my pants, and I kept working a match. What are you passionate about? I'm passionate about, well, my new passion is wrestling. Your new passion? What's your favorite match? My favorite match was with Melina and Alicia Fox. What? Melina and Alicia Fox. What? Melina and Alicia Fox. Out of all the matches in the history of this business, that was your favorite? Like I said, this is something that I've just, that I'm new to. Any other favorite matches that I should know about? Sorry, I can't name any. 
You're not tough enough. Guess I will. I'm still tough enough. You'll still see me in the WWE. Next, you want to talk about Cameron? No. Yeah, you do. Why? Because. Why the hell will we talk about this? She girl? had an girl amazing guy. career. She was in Diva Search, Lost. Uh, she was in Tough Enough, first one eliminated with her amazing line. My favorite match was with Melina and Alicia Fox. Yeah, she sucked. Career highlight. She <laughs> rivaled with uh, Naomi and at one point did this stupid like leg drop like splits thing on top of Naomi, but did it while she was on her belly and then told the ref to pin her. And the ref had to explain to her in, the, in front of hundreds of people that that's not how pins work. Yep. <laughs> I think that would sum up Cameron's career. That's when you sat there and you go, well, let's talk about that, Cameron. Mm-hmm. This is why you lost your push, you idiot. She, you know they were priming her to do something big, too. They were using the Funkadactyls as, like, this thing that they thought it would push people. Because it started with Brodus Clay, then they entered tons of funk with it, and then Hornswoggle did it, and then R-Truth did it, and then it ended with Xavier Woods. But, yeah, Cameron, she, I would say... Even Marie at this time would have more talent than she did. That's really hard to say. Ah. God, that's hard. Stop throwing up on the show. Stop throwing up on the show. Ew. What's what's next for Cameron? Porn. No, no. You're telling me you want to watch? I'd watch it. Yeah, okay. But uh, I think she has an amazing music career. I think she can make some uh, awesome... Beats? Is that what they what? call them? When was she ever a singer? Sammy, what is your reaction to William Regal's decision for you and Samoa Joe to compete yet again to determine the number one contender for the NXT Championship? Austin Baron Corbin made some comments regarding your victory over him at NXT TakeOver Dallas, calling it lucky. What is your response to that comment? Finn, tonight in our main event, we crown a new number one contender for your NXT championship as Sami Zayn and Samoa Joe battle. Do you have a prediction for tonight? Next, we're going to talk about Alex Reyes. He was an announcer. I felt really, really sad when I saw he got fired because I thought he was Rich Brennan. But then after looking him up, I realized he was also terminated a couple months ago. So, huh. I really wish I knew who that guy was. Do you know what Rich Brennan looked like? I know who Rich Brennan is. All right, so Alex Reyes looked just like him, just a little shorter. Coming up next, Los Matadores and El Torito will be in tag team action against 3MB and Hornswoggle. Oh, yeah, hey, baby! Oh. Woo! Hey, what's up, brother? Hey, Please welcome my guests. We are here for one reason. Swoggle has a lot to say, so say it! Pettengill, how you doing today? Doesn't matter. Here's the thing, Pettengill. Us and the Matadors. The Matadors and El Toro. All the- hey, man. It's not El Toro. It's El Torito. Why does he do this all the time? We're supposed to be one take, guys. Oh, you know, just just cut this. Just roll it back and everything, you know. And, uh, you know, start it all over. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Guys. Guys. We're... We're live, big man. We can't, we can't stop. You gotta go. Hornswoggle. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) He debuted in 2006 on an episode of SmackDown. Uh, He did this little bastard gimmick with Fit Finley for like, I don't know, five years. He was a mute. 
I don't understand how this character lasted that long without saying anything. Sin Cara character is broken. He has to say stuff now. Uh, then uh, Hornswoggle won the uh, and retired the uh, Cruiserweight Championship. He pinned Jamie Noble for that. Then he teamed with DX, which was stupid. Started back up with Finley, and then did that whole thing. Do you remember when he did that thing with Natalia Hornswoggle and the Great Kali? Oh, that was the worst. It was dumb. It didn't. It was just like three. Like the, the creators like went on to the current wrestling game at that time and just hit the random button and added a manager. And Natalia was the first one that came up. But he also. Is Vince McMahon's son? Of course. Oh, he was the anonymous general manager. Oh my God! What a horrible way to end that storyline. God, and the anonymous general manager was so good. Yeah, I really liked him. And when they were gonna show him on that RAW, it may have been the thousandth episode. I was generally like involved in that storyline with Santino. Like I wanted to know who it was, even if it was just a celebrity guest host. I would have accepted it, but for it to be Hornswoggle, that just sucked. Yeah. Uh, also, another horrible thing Hornswoggle did. He starred in the movie Leprechaun, which will soon be reviewed by us. Yes. I read so many reviews that that is one of the worst movies ever made. We got a review coming up here soon of Soon. Countdown. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's going to be such a good episode. I'm excited. Back to Hornswoggle, though. Hornswoggle's high point of his career was the WLC match. Yes. I actually love that thing. I will say everything he did with 3MB was entertaining. It kind of had this feeling of what New Day is now. Uh, I really liked that match. But it was so good. They yeah. did mini everything, but, like, they put them through tables. They they went hard. It was so good. And that was it. Like, I don't remember what he did, like, after he did that. Girl, bye. What's next for Hornswoggle? Another Leprechaun movie? I'm hoping. <laughs> You're racist. I hope, though, like, they do Leprechaun 2, but he's not the Leprechaun. Like, he's just yeah. a frat guy that gets killed. He's the lead. His death in the scene is just like, oh my god, you're a, you're small too! And then he gets stabbed. Maybe. that's That'd be cool. Someone's stabbing him. Whoa. I didn't mean a it wolf. like that. In a movie. In a movie. In a movie. Okay. Like, with a knife to the heart. Move it up! Alex, victory tonight in your return to the ring here at NXT. Talk to us about the emotions that's going through your head right now. You know, uh, victory or aside, really, um, for me just to get back out there, when when I was told I was never going to be back out there, it was the biggest accomplishment of my life. Wins and losses aside, and everything that I've done in my life, which I'm pretty proud of myself up to this point, but... Riley. Um, kind of bummed. I am too. I really liked Alex Riley. What? Is it like, was WWE really going, we really don't have anything for Alex Riley? Really? Right? He's been with you forever. He did the rage gimmick? Oh. Okay, so he joined in 2007 with FCW, then moved into uh, NXT. He only stayed there for a little bit. I think he did that whole, like, game show NXT thing that they did for a while, but he started working with The Miz more. I like that character. I think they could have done more with that character. Yeah, and they missed a huge opportunity between him and Miz. Yeah, they only did one pay-per-view for that yeah, rivalry. Yeah, and that could have been good. Alex Riley wins and then just disappears. 
It's not like he can't perform either. I have read many reports that have said that like he had some kind of problem with John Cena, and there were times where John Cena would come back from matches and just completely out him in front of people in the locker room, and, and a lot of people actually felt bad for Alex Riley because they thought that he was just being way too tough on him on stuff, but I guess he wasn't maybe listening to, to Cena. I don't know the full story about it, but I feel like whatever happened with Cena kind of affected his entire career in the WWE, because that's when he got sent back to NXT, they put him on commentary for a long time, he then changed his look, he got in NXT, and I thought they were going to start pushing him again. Well, they did like a rage thing with him in yeah. NXT. Well, and they did the announce, he was an announcer, and he was really good. Because he was good at talking. He's a better talker than anyone who's announcing. Right. And I, and I'm, I'll stand by that. Like, I like Corey Graves. I like the little NXT crew that's there. But Al, you can't try to tell me Alex Riley's not better than John Bradshaw Layfield. You can't try to tell me that. Like, he could easily take Michael Cole's job. And it would have been perfect. Yep, I completely agree. Uh, and, again, when he was with Miz, and I think that rivalry could have lasted a lot longer, I think he could have gone on to bigger and better things. I would have seen him with the IC title. That would have been great. But, no, they put him back at NXT. He never gets brought back up. Uh, and then, finally, he has his last match against Shinsuke Nakamura. So, think about this. Do you think that's a respect thing from WWE that they're like, hey, your last match is going to be against Shinsuke? Maybe they asked him who he wanted to have his last match against. You know, that's what I'm wondering, because, like, usually a guy who's leaving gets, like, buried. Right. You know, but, like, he he's he fought the probably the hottest talent in NXT right now. Do you think, like, when they ask Cameron, like, Cameron, who do you want your last match to be against? Melina and Alicia Fox. Yeah, and then Stone Cold stunned her ass. <laughs> What's next for uh, Alex Riley? CNA. I don't think he's done wrestling. Man, there's a lot of people we're going to talk a lot about here that could really make an impact uh, in the <laughs> impact I... zone. El Torito, um, not much to say about him. He was in Los Matadors. Uh, good for him. Uh, what's next for, uh, for El Torito? Hey, he was there? All right, Lucha Underground. I, I think he would work there. I might. He'll, whatever. I don't care. Like, those El Torito, really? You're bringing him up? I don't care. I'm bringing them all up. I'm bringing everybody up. Come on, Poor Lillian Garcia, she wakes up to find out that she's trending on Twitter and then finds out why. Uh, there's a rumor that she was also fired, uh, which was false. Uh, she had a, she said she had taken off time for personal reasons. Pete, what's next for Lillian Garcia? God, she's going to sing in all of her terrible Puerto Rican Mexican accent. That's really racist. How 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 is that racist? Like, really? Because well, you put an anger in your voice when you said it. But it really sucks. <laughs> She's really bad. That's more Na I think that's like a Native American yodel. Shakira's great. <laughs> God, Lillian Garcia's. She sounds like a dying dolphin from the movie Cove. 
I want to introduce a friend of mine. He's a native and a great American. We're going to build the wall, okay? Believe me. We're going to build the wall. Uh, Zev Coulter. First of all, I, I, I didn't know what a Zev Coulter was until he showed up with the real American Jack Swagger. They won the Elimination Chamber match and had a huge feud with Alberto Del Rio about racism, just like Pete and Lillian Garcia are now. Then he had Cesaro join him, uh, which was just this real American thing. That He then ditched Swagger, went with Cesaro, then ditched Cesaro, returned back with Swagger, then ditched Swagger, then joined forces with Alberto Del Rio, and now he's done. I'm not even going to ask you what's next for Zev Coulter because it doesn't matter. Yeah, moving on. Moving on. Adam Rose, hey, uh, congratulations on your victory tonight. Thank you. Not the typical Adam Rose entrance that we're used to. I mean, very rarely you just show up here by yourself. Well, is that what you're worried about? You're worried about the Rose Buds. Once again, overlooking the most important part of the entire piece, and that's Adam Rose, Renee. I'll have you know, this is a whole new era for Adam Rose. This is a whole new Adam Rose. I will no longer be thought of as the company joke. I will no longer be thought of as being here for people's amusement. I am a serious competitor, Renee, and I expect to be taken seriously. You're under arrest. Adam Rose. (laughs) The rise and fall of Adam Rose. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know how, how high of a rise you really want to say to that. I would say really? more like a jump and fall of Adam Think Rose. about it. Okay. This dude came in as Leo Kruger, had the best gimmick going, but they had the Wyatt family, so they needed to change it because too many people were like that. So then they changed him to the stupid Adam Rose gimmick. And, of course, the NXT mercs are going to go crazy over it. Sort of like uh, this No Way Jose dude. He's yeah. going to be gone. I don't even think the NXT crowd is getting over the No Way Jose thing. Uh, my buddy went to a live show and said he was over a ton. And it's, it's one of those guys that's going to get over because he's so stupid. It's same with Adam Rose. He's gonna, he called up because of the NXT crowd. Then ESPN did a big old like 30 for 30 on WWE. And Adam Rose was one of the spotlight wrestlers in it because his son with all of his medical problems right and then boom he started getting like more airtime on raw because of that story but then the stupid idiot threw everything away the social outcast was probably the best thing he had going if i if i was the wwe i would have changed it back to leo kruger had him join the wyatt family and let him have a good old time or have him just be Leo Kruger, the South African assassin, and just let him go. Which is kind of funny, because they're kind of doing it, and maybe not the South African style, but they're doing the same thing with Eric Young right now. Yeah, Eric Young sucks. In everything you said there, Pete, there was no rise to Adam Rose's career. Where some people have this feud like Fandango, when he came in, he started taking on Chris Jericho. With Adam Rose, he didn't have a legend or a veteran to feud with. He came in feuding with Jack Swagger, and then it just went down from there. He then ended that and became this party pooper gimmick, where he did soup parody, just as soup is getting cancelled. So the timing of that was even off. Then they finally get something going on with the social 
Los Alcas. And then, of course, he gets arrested in May 2016. He was arrested in Florida for tampering with a witness and domestic assault. Uh, he will be spending some time for this, it looks like. The WWE first suspended him indefinitely and then would later grant his request on the release. Uh, I'm not even going to ask you what's next for him. We're just going to skip that because uh, that's up to the law. More jail time. Right, right, right. Orange is the new black. Anything else you want to say about him before we never talk about Adam Rose again? Uh, this is you, you saying goodbye to Leo Kruger. Okay, so if you ever get out, change your name to Keo Luger and go to TNA and be a star. You mean like break out and change your name? That sounds like horrible advice, Pete. No, I'm just saying like when he gets out of jail and just go to TNA because they have no one like that. I'm sorry, I'm trying to build competition for WWE. You really are. And with everyone getting cut, you could easily do it. Dixie Carter is just loving it right now. Ladies and gentlemen, I have been out all day raising money from the residents of this fine city. And your generosity has helped us raise thousands and thousands of dollars, so give yourselves a big round of applause. However, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. You see, I'm not actually affiliated with any charities. So this money, this money is coming home with me. Thank you very much. Bad news, King Wade Barrett. This guy got hosed ever since the Nexus broke up. Yeah, man, he was so close to being the first England-born WWE champion. He was feuding with John Cena and Randy Orton, and he was keeping up with them. Like, it was awesome. He could talk with anybody. Mm -hmm. He was a powerhouse. He had the look. And I'm not a big wrestler guy, like a big guy, like big, tall, like the stupid figure looking, oh, I'm Vince, I need to chisel him out of rock guy. But he had the look. I don't know what, why, why he got hosed so bad. He had taken every opportunity that was given to him and ran with it. He started in OVW, moved to FCW, and then he came up to that NXT game show in 2010 where he was uh, mentored by Chris Jericho, which was awesome. I really like that. Then he does the big surprise in 2010 with the Nexus and leads that. It's cool to see that the WWE at least gave him that being the leader of the Nexus, but really... It went so well, and then the Nexus just crumbled with the new Nexus, and then he joined that stupid core where he just ended up feuding with, like, Ezekiel Jackson and losing to him, and then Justin Gabriel and Heath Slater. It was just a bad mix for him. Uh, He then started his own thing, the Barrett Barrage, and then he ended up getting some visa issues and was off TV for some time and then returned as the amazing Bad News Barrett. What an awesome gimmick. He should have just been able to stay with that. They shouldn't have changed anything else about the Bad News Barrett. It was the perfect heel. He could have stayed with that forever. They even gave him pyros. Yeah, and a jacket. They let him throw a jacket off. He, his music was good. He he could talk. Like, why wouldn't you give him a push? He decided not to renew his contract, and I think that's because of creative frustration, which I completely agree. Like, the guy should be in the main event scene. He wins King of the Ring, and you think that would mean something, but nothing. He has to hold a crown now, and he's now King Barrett. He then becomes the Cosmic King when he teams up with Cody Rhodes, which was dumb. Yeah, creative's like, we're going to keep you at the mid-card. Five-time IC champion. Five times. That means he was just stuck in the mid-card. Nothing against the IC title, but I think that really just proves like how many times he held on to that was just a placeholder at some time. It's, uh, whatever. It's so stupid. What's next for Wade Barrett? 
God, I hope he eats like something in TNA or just goes to another wrestling promotion because he he has an amazing career. If Drew McIntyre is a TNA title holder already, right? Why why wouldn't Wade Barrett be running that company? If Wade Barrett went there, I would watch it. I'm sorry, can't watch Fat Matt Hardy fight Drew McIntyre every night. Stop bringing your TNA into this. Well, I'm just saying, or Brodus, my titty pops out clay every time. <laughs> What's his name? Oh, Tyrus. His name is Tyrus. Isn't that weird? A dude wears like a mandex. It's a spandex, but it's for a man. But his titty falls out like every time. It's so awkward. He's always like, hee haw. And he's somebody. <laughs> and his titty is flopping. Ugh, that is weird looking. Put his shirt on like Kevin Owens. Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Brooklyn Brawler. Uh, okay, next. <laughs> right? Why would you even have him? Because he was down? one of the releases. I gotta say him. What's next for Brooklyn Brawler? Sitting in Brooklyn or doing what he was doing when he was on the roster. <laughs> I was thinking, like, the new season of Breaking Ground, but I guess that's cool, too. Allow me to beg your indulgence for one moment. My name is Damian Sandow, and I am here to help all of you. As your intellectual savior, I can no longer stand idly by and watch as you, the unwashed masses, plunge further into the bowels of your own inadequacies and shortcomings. You're welcome! Damien Sandow. Him and Wade Barrett are the two. Three. There are three on here, man. Three. We got one more after this. If you can actually sell me on it, but we all know these two were the two that got hosed the most. Yes, you're correct on that. There's nothing, again, this is the same thing with Wade Barrett. Creative threw nothing but just crap at this man, yet he took everything that they gave him and, and made something out of it. The crowd was just over with him. And I don't understand if he's that over. Do something to help him get merchandise sales if that's what you need to do. Because none of these gimmicks that you're giving him are helping, except for his original one. Uh, he debuts in Raw. He did some things in FCW, NXT, doesn't matter. We're talking Talking about him being the intellectual savior of the masses. Uh, he joins up on Raw, comes out in a robe. His promos were so well done, they were making memes out of him within the first day of him doing it. He wore pink tights, which was stupid. Uh, he, he kind of reminded me of the Macho Man. Well, yeah, okay, the Macho Man, but he could have made a better outfit, but whatever. That dude killed everything. Yes. When he came out, he could talk anybody on the mic, and he killed it. But yeah, WWE then sets up this big, big thing between him and Cody Rhodes, and that was an awesome tag team. Rhodes Scholars was awesome. And they did nothing with them, because the Usos had to pop each other's to get to the top. You are at a solid 12 right now, Pete. You Good. Bring it down. This is stupid. <laughs> You wanted me to get mad, like Wade Barrett. I was, I was mad about, you know, but like whatever. Damian Sandow got hosed. Period. There were times though that, that you felt like they had potential for the guy. Like he won the Money in the Bank briefcase by turning on Cody Rhodes, and I was like, awesome. These are two young guys that are gonna have an awesome feud going back and forth. At first, it was a really good feud, but it just kind of fizzled out. But then he cashes it in on John Cena and puts on an amazing match and loses. Even though he lost, I completely am okay with him losing against John Cena. It, it, it has to happen. I, not every cash-in can be successful. But then after that, like he should have started getting a push 
push at this point because he showed that he can be a contender in the ring. But they just didn't do anything else with him. He started doing these stupid impressions like he did Magneto, uh, basketball yeah. player. He even did Vince McMahon and then Sherlock Holmes. And then finally just ends up being Damian Mizdow, where he was getting more over. Like, didn't matter what they were doing with this guy. The crowd was still behind him. It, I, I blame this one all on the writers. They they didn't want him to be popular at all. I blame this on the creative in two ways. They just didn't like him. And two, I think they were afraid he was just going to turn into another Daniel Bryan, where the crowd would just hijack the show if things didn't go their way with him. Maybe. That could have been it. But you know what? F*** you, writers. Yeah. You suck. You ruined a great wrestler that could have been awesome, that could have sold to kids and adults. Really did it right, and you ruined them. So, good job. What's next for Sandow? Go to TNA and win yourself a title. Boom, bam, done. PW Insider reported that WWE released Sandow due to the new era thing. They wanted to go a different direction with freshening things up, and they didn't see anything wrong with it, so they just sent him away. They didn't have a good direction with him. And it's just frustrating when you're cutting all these people out and bringing all the NXT people in, and it's just like some of these people were just never utilized in the first place. Yeah, you ruined wrestlers. You could have had a good roster with what you had. This new era thing, it isn't, like, don't get me wrong, I like the new wrestlers. Like, I like Neville. I like Zane. I like these guys. But also, look at, like, Rollins, you could technically call a new era. So, uh, what's next for Damian Sandow? He is now wrestling in the into the independent circuit under Aaron Stevens. Uh, hopefully, we'll start seeing him on TV again soon. It's not like you're going to actually catch me. It'd be like a giant water buffalo running down a cheetah. It doesn't happen. And besides, besides, we have our time. Specifically this Sunday, specifically WrestleMania. Does that word scare you, Big Show? The showcase of the immortals, where the biggest stars shine on the biggest stage, and time after time, you fail. After our match, here's what's going to happen. We're going to take your name, and we're going to make it a verb. Oh, yeah. Students are going to pray that they don't big show on their finals. Young men going to the bar, oh, they're hoping that they don't big show with the ladies. And even better, I've got to take a big show. <laughs> and you are going to big show yourself when I retain the Intercontinental title, my Intercontinental title, on April Fool's Day. When on that day, just like every other WrestleMania, you'll be the biggest fool of all. Cody Rhodes. Yup. This was the big one for me. This was the one where uh, the Damian Sandow really bothered me. But Cody Rhodes leaving, and this wasn't the, him fi being fired. This was just him just deciding to leave. Uh, he's been with the company for so long. He, he started with OVW in 2006, so this would have been like his 10-year mark here. He had no knee pads. At first. <laughs> that is true. That did bother me. For the longest time, he did not have knee pads. Cody, cover your knees. It reminds me of Charlie Kelly from It's Always Sunny, where he's like, well, cover your knees up if you're going to go out in public. <laughs> Like, that's the way I looked at it. When he first came on the scene, I was like, oh, my God, this guy sucks. Yeah, the dashing Cody Rhodes thing wasn't good. The very first Cody Rhodes. Then he went into Evolution. Evolution is a mystery. Legacy. It's a new day. 
the evolution of legacy, whatever. They're like the same thing. They're not the same. Okay, because they have Randy Orton. No, but legacy was sweet because you got him, you got DiBiase, and you got Orton. So you got all these guys who already had parents wrestling. Right. Which is cool. So after that, he uh, goes back to just this dashing Cody Rhodes for a little bit. But he got knee pads. No, he didn't get knee pads yet. Oh, no, he didn't. No, because after this, then he gets hit in the face by an exposed uh, knee brace from uh, Rey Mysterio and breaks his nose. And that's when Cody Rhodes is born. The disfigured Cody Rhodes. He comes back with a protective mask and gives out paper bags to people. Still don't think he had knee pads. I think he kind of transitioned to knee pads over time. That was my favorite Cody Rhodes character. It was so good. While he was doing the disfigure thing, he brought back the white icy title. Which was awesome. One noticeable thing, Cody Rhodes grew out this amazing, beautiful mustache, uh, which just stole the internet's heart. Oh, yeah. He, he had shirts. And I bet he made pretty good sales on those. With that mustache, he formed a tag team with Damian Sandow. Yep, they did the Rhodes Scholars. And I enjoyed that. Then turned on Damian Sandow and was faced for a while, which was, I think, the first time we actually got to see cody rhodes face after this though he then gets punished for speaking up to the authority he then has to take on randy orton in a non-title match where if he'd lost he got fired saw live because you know where it happened des moines that's right yep i really like this storyline this was so cool cody rhodes lose uh, next week gold dust shows back up takes on uh randy orton and also loses then dusty Rhodes comes in and they end up setting up this tag team match between the shield members roman reigns and seth rollins versus the brotherhood cody Rhodes and gold dust they end up winning the titles and getting their jobs back and i loved this i think he was white hot this time i think this was the most he was over uh, yet and i think they could have just kept going with that and building more with that but it fizzled out well, they fizzled it out. They didn't let the crowd fizzle something out. No. Sometimes with the writers at WWE, they just get premature with, like, things. Right. That was a awesome thing, and you could have sent them both off because you knew they both were sort of getting bored with the WWE. And you could have had, like, just both of them put on one big match at WrestleMania, and they both walked away. And you would have been done with it. This is how I would have written this. So, after Goldust and Cody Rhodes win the title from the shield so they just feud off and on and they keep the titles they end up losing them because of the shield maybe at royal rumble or something and we end up getting a match of cody rhodes and gold dust in a rematch with the shield at wrestlemania 31 and then in the middle of that match we have seth rollins then turn on the shield and cody rhodes turn on gold dust and we should have had both of them be like the new face of the wwe because they both would have worked as heels you want have have one feuding off with the shield have the other one feuding off with gold dust when that's done you can still have them taking on dean ambrose and roman reigns but now you have both cody rhodes and seth rollins doing it and you could build your authority off of them and i think that would have worked out so much better uh because then cody rhodes could have been that top heel because then he works better as a heel Boom. I would agree with that. I'm fine with that one. But instead, we get Stardust. I was first a fan of Stardust, but as soon as I saw him, I thought, he's never going to get out of this gimmick. We will never see Cody Rhodes again. As hopeful as I'd want to be, we would never see him. And I was kind of right. He teams with Goldust for a while, and then heel turns on Goldust. But we never get a really cool Stardust versus Goldust feud. Like, they get a match, I think, on a SmackDown. It was ridiculous how it happened. We're, we're in agreements with this whole thing. 
Cody Rhodes then asks for his uh, release. They gave it to him, and then he made some pretty interesting statements on Twitter. He said in the past six months he had been pleading with WWE Creative to let them roll the dice with Cody Rhodes again. He had pitched them every idea he could to bring that character back, and wrote it to every writer he could, saying that he felt more like a door-to-door salesman. He also then criticized head writers of Raw and SmackDown for not returning any of his pitches or emails, then kind of ripped into both of them, both calling one pretending to be a previous Raw writer, and then the other one too busy hitting on developmental divas. WWE did not like these comments at all. It did ruffle some feathers up at headquarters, which is good for Cody for doing that. It's not like the guy can't return at any time. He's a Rhodes. Oh, yeah, for sure. What's next for Cody? You know what? I could see him being done with wrestling for a while. Maybe getting into an acting career? I think he could do it. Uh, well, he's got a list. But his wife's hot. Honey, where are you? I've been trying to tell you the dog got out again. Whoa. What is... Is that makeup? What, what else does he have in here? Contacts. Cody doesn't wear contacts. Why? What, what is he trying to hide? I need to... I need to get to the bottom of this. Cody, where are you? Eden Rose also left. I think a lot of people got confused because they thought that she was out the door because of Cody Rose. It was on her. She had planned this months ahead of time. So I think this was more of she was leaving and knew she was leaving, and Cody Rose was probably just like, well, if things don't work out by this time, I'm out the door too. Well, it's okay because she's, like, attractive, but she still can't figure out how to say, Kevin Owens. Yeah, that's, uh, that's not something she could do. Yeah, she was bad at that, so... 12 releases, a one false alarm. Also, Ryback is almost out the door. He did tweet something interesting uh, at Extreme Rules about uh, Ryborg would be his name and how he's going to make an impact. He's gone. Yeah, Dixie Carter did like that tweet, so we should be seeing him soon. We know he's gone, and I don't care. Pete, who is your dud of the night? Who got can that shouldn't have? Uh, no, who's just the dud? I'm going to go with Adam Rose. Oh, Adam Rose, you suck, dude. Yeah. ESPN gave you everything to get back on top, and you threw it all away. So, no, I don't care. Goodbye. Stud of the night, Cody Rhodes. I think he uh, kind of walked out with his head held high there. I'm going to wear a paper bag tonight. All right, man. Well, that is the Full Nelson Press Podcast, Episode 37, Future Endeavors 2016 Edition. And uh, suck a butt. Yeah, bet. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. And if you're watching us on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe and like this video. Leave us a comment. We might even read it on our next show. And I'll try not to berate you, but no promises. If you're listening to this on iTunes, please subscribe and leave us a review. You have no idea how much that helps. I guess Stitchers has a thumbs up button now, so that's a thing. You can find us on Facebook, Wrestling Amino, Tambler. Or just search for the Full Nelson Press on any social media site. You can also go to thefullnelsonpress.com for all of our past episodes and original WWE art created by yours truly. Go watch some wrestling.